1: And now your host, yes, also an Illinois political know-it-all, <laughs> Chicago Raider uh, columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here.
2: We're calling this Pins and Needles Friday, and he. Why woke up this morning D, feeling all oh, happy and I just so happy I did a little dance of happiness why because the teacher strike is over
1: well and our live streamer you- saw that dance of happiness earlier before the show started that is correct that was the dance I was doing all morning as I woke up at the
2: ungodly early hour of 9 15 and I came down the stairs I even was singing a song teacher teacher strike is up I love the bass anyway <laughs> Came downstairs and what did I find? Hitting me in the face like a double whammy. Two editorials slamming the teachers. One in my beloved Chicago, sometimes which I love more than anything. Oh, bright one, oh, bright one. These editorials you're writing, please, you're killing me. I love my beloved bright one. And then of course the, the dastardly Chicago Tribune, aka the Tribunal man. They have the meanest, nastiest, most like banker-like, small-hearted people writing their editorials the general theme of both editorials is that oh those dirty teachers won and they would make mad at Lori lightfoot she caved she should have been tougher Sun sometimes is given Lori lightfoot uh negotiating tactics you should have you, you should have come in smaller with your raise offer and then they would have forced them to uh accept uh, negotiate over the raise and they wouldn't be able to negotiate over the other issues uh, the other issues i'd like to point out assistance for the poorest kids and the poorest schools that are generally overlooked and have been particularly egregiously overlooked for the last, I don't know, 30 years or ever since Harold Washington died. You know, and it's just uh, funny the way people, different people interpret the strike. To me, the strike was all about Redistribution of the pie, so to speak, so that the people who generally get the crumbs get a slightly, and I put heavy emphasis on slightly, bigger crumb. Okay. And uh, I was so upset, D, by these editorials I read. I was so upset by the rewriting of what just went down for the last, I don't know, what has it been, uh, two weeks or so that I started, you know how I get, you I know, get red in the oh, face yeah. and I'm fuming and I'm ranting and I'm raving and I'm like, just like my, uh, yeah. just Very like awkward yeah. for anyone who's around. And uh, my wife, who's used to this and practices yoga, She told me, Benny, relax, remember? (laughs) This is a marathon, not a sprint. And this teacher strike, you have to think of it as just one important step forward. And you know what, Dee? At that point, I channeled my inner Jackie Gleason. You ever see The Honeymooners, D? No. That's way before your time. Yeah. Good God. I, I think that may be even before your parents' time. There was a TV show. How old are you? I'm old. I'm ancient. <laughs> uh. <laughs> there was a TV show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is for you millennials out there in the 50s, called The Honeymooners. Jackie Gleason was in it, Art Garney, one of the greatest shows ever. And Jackie Gleason would always get mad. And he had this little mantra he would say to himself when he was really upset. And he would say... Pins and needles, needles and pins. It's a happy man that grins. And then you grin, D. (laughs) (laughs) And then you count down to 10. One, two, three. And after a while, you can't even remember what you're mad about. And that's what I did with those tribute and sometimes editorial Ds. I said, pins and needles, needles and pins. It's a happy man that grins and I'm serene and I'm cool and I'm calm and I'm ready to take the next step because my wife is right. It's a marathon, folks. You can't win fairness and justice in this hard-hearted town with just one strike. The young man from Alton, the pride and joy of the 618, the man they call
1: the doctor with the news. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Let's talk about what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. Wait, tell me, Aren't you going to say your name? My name's Dennis. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Everybody's weighing in on a live stream chat. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, everybody says you look nothing like Brad Pitt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no public event scheduled for our Illinois governor today. Ben, it's an annoyingly snowy Thursday afternoon here in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. Tell me, what do you think Governor JB Pritzker is doing right now? Uh, Jay, let's see, it's uh,
2: 120. JB's kicking back, man. Oh. He's, what, what, what is he always doing at 120 on a Thursday? he's listening to this show okay okay what do you think he's What's got any halloween Jamie? plans today uh yes he's going trick-or-treating on the gold coast all right okay, <laughs> okay. it's where he lives you remember the mansion
3: <laughs>
1: holy cow i bet if you're a kid trick-or-treating at the gold he's Coast. going as a plumber oh god
3: that oh, was a terrible okay. joke sorry oh, man right. okay that's you so 2018
1: i'm <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> so not a lot of statewide news happening today so let's just get right to the chicago teacher strike and hey you don't need to ask Lori Lightfoot what she is for Halloween this year, because we are now in day 11 of the teacher strike. And it's obvious.
2: She's an exhausted Chicago mayor. You no, know, she's going as a Tribune editorial board writer.
1: Harumph! <laughs> Once again, if you ever need tips on how to not get Lori Lightfoot on your program, that's how you do These teachers, good God! Now, as Ben and I rode the Brown Line home last night, he gets off at Irving, I get off at Kedzie. We were almost certain that the city of Chicago and the Chicago Teachers Union would have cut a deal and we would be right here talking about it today. But people, not the case. The Chicago Teachers Union voted in favor of a contract Wednesday night. But Ben, trick or treat. Trick! As the deal was coming to a close, Mayor Lightfoot drew the line when it came to allowing teachers to add instructional days, which would let teachers make up pay for the days they were on strike. So, treat! The Chicago Teachers Union said no deal and returned to the picket line. CTU President Jesse Sharkey called the tentative agreement, quote, a contract we can believe in, but pointed to a sticking point, the mayor's opposition to making up lost days. The following comes from chalkbeat.org. And uh, hats off to the people working at for this uh, website. They've been top-notch with their coverage of the teacher strike here. You can read the entire tentative agreement on their website. Once again, chalkbeat.org. The Chicago Teachers Union brought uh, brought a tentative contract agreement to its 700-member House of Delegates for consideration last night. After a heated debate, the delegates voted 364 to 242 to accept the deal as long as the city allows members to make up their missed work days. We have audio from both sides of the bargaining table, but before we play it, Benny J., your thoughts on day 11 here of the Chicago teacher strike. Well, the 364
2: to 242, uh, first of all, if it was Donald Trump, he'd be claiming it was a mandate, uh, but uh, of course, when it comes to a, uh, approving a teacher's contract or a union contract, it's considered a tight vote. It was a very contentious debate, as I heard everybody was uh, expressing their opinions. Uh, and b- by the way, if you know anything about teachers, you put a, a how many, teachers is that d you put 700 teachers in a room you're going to get 800 uh, ideas uh and uh, so they were letting it letting it have it it's a very democratic union uh it's oh my god it's like reader writers you put reader writers in a room t- talking about their contract and uh everybody's got an opinion everyone's smart everyone wants to articulate it so i listen everybody knows where i stand i've been pro teachers from the get-go i'm like the opposite of the tribunes editorial board and uh, uh, ultimately, I said it from the get go and I, I repeat it. D- the issues that the teachers were raising in this strike, class size and uh, nurses and librarians and counselors are not issues that should be settled in a collective bargaining uh, procedure. It should be issues that the city as a whole recognizes are really important and so the city powers that be should not be dragged kicking and screaming to what lower class size legitimately lower class size they should be dedicating those uh, resources to do that on their own because they think it's the right thing to do but the fact of the matter folks in this city it is always a struggle to get the people who run this city to pay money to help poor people that is a fact. And a lot of rookie teachers I know, first-timers who are encountering their first strike, their first negotiations, are coming to face-to-face with the reality that they are serving a population that, by and large, the city doesn't really care about. And doesn't have a lot of clout. And it's not like a developer who's going to get, uh, has lawyers and go into city hall and lobbyists and go into city hall and get meetings with the mayor and the chief alderman and get them to bend at their will, or who have representatives in city hall that are come from the same law firms that they do. It's a different ball game. You're forcing people to do something they wouldn't do ordinarily. And so it's a, it's a tough, sobering lesson uh, for a lot of rookie teachers. And I feel for them. Because if this keeps up, they'll be as cynical and as skeptical as I am, D. Don't be like men, all right? Oh, please Keep don't. that optimism and uh,
1: keep that uh, good faith in humanity <laughs> as long as you can. He's one of a kind for a reason, okay? All right, so we started with the teachers uh, Wednesday. So the mayor is up first today. Shout out to ABC7 Chicago for the audio. Here's Mayor Lightfoot.
3: Happy Halloween. We wanted to uh, provide you with a brief (laughs) update. Um, We are working hard to try to get our kids back in school. As I said last night, I'm pleased that the CTU recognized the historic offer that they had in front of them and said yes to it. But here we are, still not back in school, day 11. We have been told by the CTU that they will end the strike only if we agree to make up all the day's missed due to the strike. They have basically issued a take-it-or-leave-it demand. They get 11 days back, or the strike continues. That's simply a non-starter. As I said all along, negotiations are about good faith, and both sides must have a spirit of compromise. That's what the CPS bargaining team brought to the table every single day. But none of this works without that spirit of compromise. If the CDU wants to have a conversation, in that spirit of compromise, then of course I'm willing to listen. This new demand to make up all the um, missed days, as I said last night, was never on the table. And as I said, we can allow the CTU leadership to continue to make repeated new demands and move the goalposts unilaterally and repeatedly. Let's set the right example for our kids who have already suffered far too much. Let's come together, Let's get this done so we can get our students back in school tomorrow.
2: All right, let's get it done. By the way, I just got to say this. This wasn't on the table. Uh, Lori Lightfoot made a unilateral statement at some point. I can't remember when. At the start of the strike, I've lost track of time, that she will not repeat, will not under any circumstances uh, be making up the days. Uh, so, you know, like who she's accusing the uh, uh, CTU of doing what she did. Just making a lateral, uh, it, well, it wasn't a demand, it was an order. So, you know, hey, it's give and take, D. All right. So at least she's saying, I'm open to listen to them. Uh, maybe by the end of the day, they'll settle on a number of days that they'll make up and they'll get this thing over. It's a lot of pride at stake here you know a lot of face saving uh still blaming the other side for what went down but i'm going to keep repeating this folks i'll say it again and to me this is the most important takeaway from this strike until the teachers went on strike the city of chicago the leaders of the city of chicago corporate chicago civic chicago editorial chicago was not even talking about things like class size or nurses It wasn't on the table, to use their terms. It was vague promises, as you know in the city. You've been here a long time, people. You know vague promises are just that. They're just like dust that just blows away in the wind. So until the teachers took that stand, it was all talk. But, you know, hey, okay, you know. Now the teachers took their stand, and they're making one last demand. Some might say, "How about in the spirit of compromise, we call it a request? How about a okay. little compromise
1: request?" And so, hey, what happened to your costume? Oh, sorry, man. He's Brad Pitt from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hey, man. <laughs> Oh Wow. wow. You know, I think
2: I want to go in there myself. I'm going to go check it out myself. Anybody seen that movie knows what I'm talking about. It's the scene at the ranch. I think I'll go look myself. That's my boss's car. That's How many times have you look. seen the movie, by the way? I've only seen it three times. <laughs> three times. <in laughs> only theaters. three. By the way, it's coming out in uh, a DVD form with like special half hour of director's cut. Yep, I'll buy it. Anyway, so um, let's make a compromise. All right, everybody? Yeah. Come on. All right. The teachers want 10 days. Lori doesn't One any days, what five would that be a good compromise? D, all right, isn't that the half? Five, ten, what? Yeah, so there we go. Man, if I was ruling the world, everybody was like me, we get along, D.
1: Now, uh, we're going to play a little bit. From, g- we got more from Lori Lightfoot to play here, but we got to play uh, audio from CTU President Jesse Sharkey. Uh, they gave a press conference last night about the details here. So we're going to play a little bit of Jesse Sharkey here, then we're going to go back to Lightfoot. Here's Jesse Sharkey.
4: Tonight, the Chicago Teachers Union's House of Delegates voted to approve a tentative agreement with the Chicago Public Schools. We believe this is an agreement which will produce real, lasting benefits in our schools. It's a contract that we can believe in. It has meaningful improvements in class size, in staffing, and a number of other features which we believe will help transform public schools in Chicago. There's one issue, however, that's an important issue. Our union does not have a return to work agreement. Our delegates told us in no uncertain terms that we are not going back to work unless there is a provision made for making up the instructional days that have been lost over the last 10 days. Our members want to return to work Everyone was clear about that. However, the mayor of the city of Chicago said that we will not be able to make up lost instructional days. As teachers in the city who educate students, we have a number of requirements. We teach a curriculum that is mandated by the state. We deliver instruction to students who take third grade benchmarks. We deliver we give instruction to students who take important tasks. We need instructional time with those students. This has been an argument the city has made. This has been an argument that we've seen in the Sun-Times and other newspapers. They said you can't lose instructional time. And we do not understand why the mayor cannot simply call and say, we'll give you an agreement to make up the instructional time. If the mayor calls and I take that call and she says that we have an agreement on that, we'll be back at work tomorrow. If she does not call, then we're continuing to be on strike tomorrow.
2: Yeah, that was Jesse Shark. By the way, citing the Sun-Times. How about that? There you go. (laughs) Sun-Times editorials. He he left out the part of the Sun-Times editorial where they said, shut up and take the money. But uh, he quoted the part that uh, worked for him. Look, the teachers were not happy. A lot of teachers were unhappy with this uh, contract deal. And I don't blame them because in a certain line we'll get into this uh, a little while. Part of the, this is not a, um, this is like the first step toward dealing with a very serious problem in the city of Chicago, and that is the fact we have so many overcrowded schools, and we have so many overcrowded schools because we don't have a great system for dealing with population changes, demographic changes, et cetera, and we don't have language that specifies that the the, the Board of Education of Chicago Public Schools must, must enforce a hard cap on the number of kids are in school, must hire the teachers if necessary to alleviate problems of overcrowdedness. This has been an age-old problem that i've been reading about and writing about and talking to teachers about since i moved to the city in the 80s so here it is 2019 and we're still dealing with this is like the first little step the first little half step i can remember doing stories about this in the 90s where the at the start of the school year they would just be shuffling teachers around to try to figure out how to deal with like a population change that led to one school to have over be overcrowded and another school to be under enrolled this is it's like some things never change in the city of chicago and the bottom line i'll repeat this i should get it on a t-shirt it's because the powers that be in the city do not care about issues of class size in poor schools. That's a fact. If they cared about it, they would have dealt with it. If they cared about it as much as they care about developing an already gentrifying neighborhood on the north side of Chicago, they would have dealt with it. They dealt with that, boom. There was no, no one had to go on strike to get that $1.3 billion for Lincoln Yards. No one had to go on strike to get the $1.1 billion for the 78. I've never seen anybody have to go on strike to get money for an upscale TIF deal in the city of Chicago. I've been covering them since the 90s. But to get more teachers in poor schools so you don't have 42 kids in a classroom, got to go on strike for that. And then they kick and scream and complain the whole time before they finally take that first step to doing the right thing. So teachers are irritated. They're like, we went on strike for 10 days in the cold and the snow and all this stuff. And this is the best we got. all i can say is teachers welcome to the world of chicago (laughs) welcome to the world of reality yeah that's what it took to get this first step it's an important first step but that's what it took now the teachers say all right we we agree to this which is a watered down um version of what we asked for if you make this concession and Lori's like, uh, no. I, mean, I tell you what, I got to give Lori life for credit in this front. She's a corporate lawyer to the very end. You wouldn't want to have to negotiate with her, D. Could you imagine oh, negotiating no. with her? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, That'd man, be awful. She, she's she, hey, I got to give her credit. She, she was a lifelong corporate lawyer. She uh, made a good living, and she's obviously very good at what she does. Right. But it, in this particular case. Old Jesse Sharkey's put a demand at a table. See where this goes.
1: All right. We're getting live updates here as the show uh, is going on here. Uh, we got here. It says Lightfoot willing to negotiate on CPS makeup days. That's in the Chicago Sun-Times. Looks like all the uh, Chicago political pundits and uh, reporters are online here saying Mayor Lightfoot says there's a deal to be back in school tomorrow. Five days will uh, be made up. Wait,
2: didn't I just say that? I, I should be correct. Feel- <laughs> Man, I'm not even on the internet, and I said that. Well, they say 10. She's got to go 5. That's how you cut a deal. Miles Miles knows that. Miles been cutting deals from back in the day of Whitney Young. All right? Back in the cafeteria, he was cutting deals. Says right? here, CTU uh,
1: local Jesse Sharkey declines to join Lightfoot and Jackson Impressor. So... Oh, wow. (laughs) It's to the end. Oh, till the
2: end. I'm not going there until we cut this deal.
1: Hardball, baby. All right, so we have more audio to play here. Let's hear from Lori Lightfoot. This was earlier this morning during a press conference in regards to Day 11 of the Chicago Teacher Strike.
3: What I'm not willing to do is a take-it-or-leave-it unilateral demand, which is what they've given. I haven't heard anything new from them. I, haven't, I have no sense that they are willing to compromise. If they want to come to the table in a spirit of compromise, I'm certainly willing to listen. Yesterday,
0: Jesse said that um, he's waiting for your call for to talk
3: about it. New... <laughs> he's waiting for my call. Definitely. Okay. Um,
0: so will you call him and uh, offer up a
3: compromise? They gave us a unilateral take-it-or-leave-it demand. I think the ball's in their court. I'm here all day. I'm going to be working and continuing the business of the city. If they'd like to have a conversation, they know how to find me.
2: Man, that's so I'm waiting for. But you gotta love the reporters, right? Uh, you know, the reporters are like those guy. The reporter, like uh, in the wrestling match, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you champ, this is what uh, your opponent said about you. What do you think of that? They put the microphone right in uh, Lori Lightfoot's face. You know, uh, hey man, just make the phone. See, that's D. That's why I would never be good at negotiations. I'm always willing to make. You know that? I'm oh, always deal. Yeah. D, D say, hey, get this guy on the, on the phone. Boom, I make the call right there and then. Right? That happened today. That, Yes, it happened today. And more often than not, they don't take the call. You know, that's just the way people are. They they don't answer their phones anymore. Uh, But uh, yeah, so, you know, Lori Lightfoot's not making that call. She didn't rise to the top of corporate Chicago, uh, the legal field, by making phone calls. You got to call her. That's how it works. You got to call her. And Jesse Sharkey's saying, I'm not calling you. I didn't make it to the top of the Chicago Teachers Union by making phone calls to mayors. So someone's got to call someone. I'll make the call. How about that, D? You know, I'll make the phone call, right? Wait, do I still have Lori Lightfoot's number? No, I don't have Lori Lightfoot's number anymore. I don't think I ever had Lori Lightfoot's number. You yeah. got Lori Lightfoot's no. number? No. You were no. hanging around with her at the Labor Day parade. Oh, yeah, Garza hanging around with her. Yeah, we know. played hacky
1: <laughs> sack. It was fantastic. So Just took a I know
2: somebody her. who knows Lori Lightfoot. I would call that person right now.
1: All right, and uh, well as these new updates become available, these updates I have here are just getting older and older by the minute, yeah. but when you have audio of Stacy Davis-Gates, oh, you gotta play it, all right? Come on, Miles, you gotta hear it, Stacey Davis-Gates. All Gates. right, she's Vice President of the Chicago Teachers Union, and she's our friend. It's SDG.
0: <laughs> there was debate, the vote was not so unanimous. So let me tell you, teachers are some of your most well-read individuals, period. They do not mind speaking their mind. If you can get 25,000 teachers out on the streets, we didn't get them there because they follow blindly. We don't get them there because they just trust people. These are individuals who ask questions, who interrogate information, who have an analysis, and and, and figure out how to make a vote. expect consensus in our house. I need to say that again. We do not expect consensus in our house. What happened here tonight was absolutely expected. It is raucous in this, in, in this house. We cultivate that in our house. It is important that we get in a space where people are comfortable enough to disagree, to agree, to figure it out, to make amendments, and then to take a vote. That's what we do. And and that's not a new thing here. It could be about a resolution to, to shut down network offices. And it's gonna get the same amount of debate as this gets. That is just the nature of what we do here.
2: Stacey Davis, Gates on Fire. I'm not going to bring Miles in to get his thoughts on this one. I've been dealing with teachers a long time. My mother was a teacher. got tons of friends who are teachers. Uh, And uh, like I said, you put 1,000 teachers in a room, you're going to get 2,000 uh, points of view. And uh, it's not like the Chicago City Council, all right? It's not like the city council where the mayor says, do what I say, and the alderman go, yes sir mayor sir or yes madam mayor's madam you know and uh so it's just not like that it's just, just a different uh situation and, and man i wish i was a, a fly in the wall at uh, teachers union hall
1: yesterday and this is happening live as we're doing the show here uh the teachers reach a tentative contract agreement and suspend the strike school will be tomorrow it's so, did they cut a deal on the number of days? This here, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Chicago Teachers Union leaders have agreed to make up five of the days missed during the union strike, putting an end to a contentious few months of bargaining and likely sending 300,000 students back to school Friday. Hold on, I'm gonna put on my shades. Okay, I'm Brad All Pitt, right. man. All I right. cut,
2: the, I, I cut, I cut the deal right here in the studio. That's correct. They were you. listening,
1: like, oh man, if only had a good idea. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> dropsky's right. <laughs> Call them up, hey, <laughs> hey, man. Five days, okay. All right. So yes, the Chicago teachers' strike is over. The kiddos are back in school. But before we put a button on this whole thing and go over the final details, we got to talk some statewide news, and we got to talk about the latest updates on Arroyo Gate. <laughs> For those who may not know, earlier in the week, earlier in the week, and in typical Illinois fashion, another one of our politicians' hands was caught in the cookie jar. And you know, if we had to come up with a flavor of that cookie, I would say corruption crunch. Would mm, yeah, be an appropriate one. Uh, yeah, not a cannabis crunch. Corruption. Hey, come on, pothead. Let's do the news. Oh, on Tuesday, <laughs> Illinois Democratic State Rep. Louis Arroyo was charged with allegedly offering a state senator who was wired with a mic $2,500 a month in bribes to support electronic sweepstakes-related uh, legislation. Just for the record, Arroyo, dude, if you would have offered me $2,500 a month, <laughs> I would have kept my mouth shut, dude, all right? I would have thrown that wire in the garbage. Live like a king off $2,500 a month. Now, throughout the week... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, well yeah, whatever. Go. Continue. I, I, I'm a single man. I live like a king of 2500 a month. Throughout the week, allegedly turned into, yeah, more than likely, and several of his political <laughs> colleagues suggested that he resign from his state rep position. Well, the following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times. John Seidel and Tina Spondellas, embattled state rep Louis Arroyo has resigned just hours before a House committee was to try to force him out. He resigned in a letter addressed to the long, 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 long time Democratic House Speaker Michael Madigan. Madigan has responded with a letter of his own. But before we read some of that, Ben Jarofsky, on a scale of one to ten, one being the least, ten being the most. How surprised are you by the resignation of Louis Arroyo today? And uh, did you win any bets on the uh, over-under <laughs> with this announcement? I did not win any. I did not make any bets, believe it or not. that was You know you, you would
2: think I would have made a bet. And if I hadn't been so distracted by the Chicago teacher strike, I probably would have made a bet. Probably one of the know-it-alls were coming in today. By the way, another know-it-all, the Northwest side know-it-all, Dave Feller has already announced he's running for that race. So a lot of know-it-alls in that area. I was surprised that he um, he bailed. Generally speaking, this has been explained to me that uh, politicians who were caught up in corruption scandals who have been indicted they hold on to their seat as long as they can because they want the do re me get it d do re me as in money 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 so uh you know you want the money uh you don't want to give up the money uh when you have to pay your lawyer so i'm a little surprised that he stepped down um, but, uh, yeah, I was not surprised so much that another Chicago politician, another Chicago Democrat got caught up in a corruption scandal. It's only been going on since, I don't know, the 20, the beginning of the 20th century. Uh, but, uh, I was a little surprised that he stepped down.
1: All right, let's go ahead and read House Speaker Michael J. Madigan, his uh, letter. It was a statement Friday. Uh, Madigan said, quote, Representative Arroyo's resignation shouldn't distract from the fact that the allegations contained in this criminal complaint go beyond anything that can be considered a lapse of judgment of minor indiscretion. These allegations are beyond extraordinary, which is why it called for the creation of the Special Investigation Committee and possible disciplinary action. While every circumstance will not require this process, uh, these particular allegations and the evidence demanded that every effort be taken to restore the public's trust. Although the disciplinary process will no longer proceed, there is still a focus on strengthening our laws to prevent this unacceptable conduct. I look forward to working with the governor and other legislative leaders to look for ways in which we continue to improve the safeguards that we have today. Mm, Okay.
2: By the way, what what is? uh, Let's do a bet now. What's the over under on Madigan having written that statement? (laughs) No way. Okay. (laughs) Nobody talks the way that statement went down. Uh, (laughs) It's one of my favorite little uh, side topics. It was well worded. Yeah. No. Well i mean i'm not saying that his publicist can't write steve brown excellent writer okay so uh somebody wrote that i know that michael joseph madigan did not write that uh and uh, but uh what can i t- tell you d everybody it's just it's just like that scene in casablanca you know they're always shocked shocked i tell you bribery in the state of illinois a shakedown in the state of illinois by the way the, the state senator whose identity has not been officially uh Corroborated, so we don't know who the state senator is exactly, was wearing a wire because he, I assume it's a he, uh, maybe it's a she, I don't know, uh, he or she uh, was up to no good. So let's not overlook that. That's why I say, "D." Oh, by the way, Dennis was joking when he would say he was taking uh, bribes. Uh, oh, he, thank you, thank he you for was coming. Joking because hold oh. stop! Oh, the feds breaks me out every time you do that. <laughs> They're coming. It's City club thing, man. They're still investigating me. I, I, I'm trying to think. i I've, I've talked to Arroyo on the phone. Good God, those feds are listening to that phone conversation right now. <laughs> no man this 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 state the the culture of corruption in this state the mentality of corruption in this state is just so deep it's so fixed it, and then city as well it's just the attitude i mean just if i could tie the two stories together the attitude that uh, uh that's been expressed about the teachers like the teachers won because they crushed Lori. it's like this fight like this pit they're in a fight it's stacy davis gates and Lori Lightford are in a pit and they're fighting and Stacy won and so all like the people who wanted Stacy to lose are really upset i got news for you folks it's the same old corrupt system that went down before it's like most so much of our money that we send uh for uh, the public schools goes to pay off the 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 uh, the loans that we had to take out to pay our basic obligation so much of it gets siphoned off and diverted to pay for all these tiff scams and deals and you know, you know what i mean but no they're fixated on this fight in the middle of a pit between Lori lightfoot and Stacey davis gates who won the fight and the the people who wanted stacy to lose are mad at Lori because what she wasn't dirtier in the fight so i don't know the, the, this notion that Somehow or other, uh, what, what Arroyo did was an anomaly, that somehow or other what Arroyo did or was allegedly did or was caught on tape doing is different than the way things have been happening in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago is a myth. It's fabricated. This is the Chicago mentality and the Illinois mentality, D. That's ruled this area since I moved here. I made the decision to move here, D. I did it on my. I could have lived anywhere else. Okay, I came back to Chicago, in 1981, and nothing has changed really in terms of that mentality uh, since I arrived back in this town in 1981.
1: We're moving on here. After 11 long days of bargaining, six days of Ben Jarofsky show coverage, and roughly <laughs> 20 audio clips. Social workers, psychologists, counselors. Uh,
4: we think that adequate services for special education. The Chicago <laughs> teacher strike has ended.
2: Wait, can I just say something? I love that clip. One more time for folks who are unfamiliar with it: that is a clip of uh, Jesse Sharkey trying to conduct a press conference outside of Lane Tech, which is on Addison, a very busy street. Uh, he's gathered all the reporters that dutifully assembled to listen to what pearls of wisdom Jesse has to offer, and the trucks going by supporting the teachers. <laughs> Clearly, those truck drivers are not reading Chicago Tribune editorials. D. Okay, then. They would know it's all about sticking it to the
1: teachers, all right, and keeping more money for those TIF deals. The Chicago teacher strike has ended. Yay for our teachers. Yay for our teachers. Mayor Lightfoot, get out those giant goofy scissors because a deal has been cut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let's go over the details in the new negotiated teachers contract. Chicago teachers will receive 16% in raises over five years and additional staffing, 250 more nurses, 209 more social workers and 300 librarians and other counselors and committed to getting a social worker in every school by the end of 2023 and to spend $35 million to help reduce class sizes. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, well, she got what she wanted as well, a five-year contract, and let us not forget, a 75% decrease of stress and anxiety on both parties. (laughs) My God, this thing got tense. Yeah, it did, it did. So for one (laughs) last time here, we're going to put a button on all of this uh, Chicago teacher strike. Let's hear some audio. I have audio of uh, after the deal got cut. Uh, Let's see here. I got a little bit of Lori Lightfoot. Oh, let me that again
3: interest of our our students and our parents who have been suffering it was important to me to make sure that we got our kids back in class enough is enough and so in a spirit of compromise we agreed
2: in the spirit of compromise we agreed. that was the big deal but by the way i was the one who cut that deal right here on the vendor it was show. You. Remember, it was me remember uh, just to remind everybody uh, i woke up yesterday at the ungodly hour of 10 i think it was and i learned that they were a dispute the teachers wanted all 10 days uh, that they were out they were striking uh, they want to pay for all 10 days and Lord lifewood's uh, uh summoning her inner tribune editorial board said no way and so i said well 10 zero why don't you guys compromise on five and about what an hour later, oh, uh, Dennis broke the news. Breaking news. Uh, and they had compromised on five. So there you go. It's a compromise. That's how you do it in negotiations.
1: Right, you're putting yourself in this corner where people are going to ask you to run for mayor. You know that, right? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't get the ballots. First of all,
2: if you run for mayor, you got to get up early to meet people at the you know CTA stops. And who, could you imagine me getting up early? Oh, God. I don't want to talk. It's too early. By the way, w- Dennis and I just... CTA triggered it. We had a ride home. Oh, God. Okay? We had a ride home yesterday. Apparently, the snow just kind of like threw a curveball to the CTA, and the trains were really slow. And i probably write a whole column on this ride home. But the part of the ride that was really illustrative about the way people in chicago behave sometimes d was we're on the uh the brown line now folks we've talked about this many times the blue line is like for poor people the brown line is for rich people and since dennis and i are fabulously wealthy podcasters (laughs) we're on the brown line all right so the brown line generally speaking the brown line gets faster the the trains come more frequently everybody's nice and courteous and you have all these hipster types and yuppie types on their computer and uh that's what
1: that sounds like <laughs> by the <laughs> way
2: line, you know it's like a little late you know where it's gonna come again it's throngs of people always because waiting for the next train uh, anxiously worried that they're gonna miss their stop etc you know it's the two sides of chicago folks it's like the north side schools got money for their kids the south side schools don't have money for their kids it's so illustrative of everything that was at at issue in this strike anyway but the the because of the uh, storm the brown line was really running slow and that threw, that threw the brown line customers for a loop there were throngs of them on every station remember d and they were all wanted to get on this train but there was no room for him. And the poor woman conductor was trying to tell him, there's four trains behind us. Remember, she counted it down, D? One, two, three, four. And all these hipster types with their headphones on. What do you think they were listening to, by the way? Oh, obviously, they were listening to the Ben Jarovsky show. There you, I, go. I, there I, you they, go. They they, like, they can't hear her or whatever. They're, they feel entitled. No, we're getting on this train anyway. Thing was like sardines in that train. They were man. listening
1: to chain smokers. They were listening.
2: <laughs> that's what they were listening <laughs> Oh my God, the chain smokers! Millennials with the chain smokers. Anyway, um, so it was just very illustrative of about what happens, uh, how people react in a moment of many, many, many. I'll emphasize crisis. They're thinking of me, me, me. I want to get on this train. I gotta get on this train. The ladies tell them there's four more behind. Nope, I'm getting on
1: this one. <laughs> and
2: someone's gotta get out to get
1: me on. Anyway, come on, Chicago. It's, come on, Brownliners. Or maybe like they're listening to something hipstery like Iron and Wine. You Whoa. love them, right? my favorite group i love their song iron and wine uh
2: i love their song liver uh iron liver a lot of iron and liver he's on fire today folks catch him at Zanies. <laughs> taste of honey is my group that's the one that does get
1: down buggy-uggy. anyway brown line riders, man Brianna's weighed in on the live stream chat ben for mayor ben for mayor <laughs> and here's a motto vote for ben and the tiffs will end
2: Excellent mom. So you're doing it. You're gonna run? Yeah, I run away.
1: I, uh, I think it'd be cool, like our first like late night mayor. Oh, he gave a press conference. What time? Two thirty in the morning. <laughs>
2: I'm at my best at two thirty, man. I I have to uh, hold back. A lot of times I call poor Dennis, man. He's got to put up with me. I'll be like ten forty five. I call. Oh, D, is it too late? <laughs> no,
1: you, you're polite now. You text me first. Are yeah. you up? Yeah. Because in the old days I would just
2: call him. And, and guests, too, you know, cut deals, book. Guests about ten thirty. Uh oh. You know most people go to bed like nine 8 nine p.m. and stuff. Anyway. All
1: right. So let's uh, let's talk more about the Chicago teacher strike oh, here. Yes. By the way, on t- on Tuesday we'll be on to other things for all of our statewide listeners who want us to talk more statewide news. Uh, we're going to be doing that. On, Actually, on uh, Tuesday I'll be at the hideout with Maya and stacy Davis Gates. Okay. Good job! You are such a great host. You're killing it, buddy. What can I say? A little okay, boss yes, gags, everybody. A little Look too much singing it. today. Sorry, okay. All right, so let's hear. We heard from Lori. Let's hear from the other party here. Uh, I got audio of Jesse Sharky. I'll play a little bit. He was. Um, it was this morning, right before school started, and uh, he gave a press conference. So let's hear from Shark Man. That
4: <laughs> we were going to accomplish some things when we took on this contract fight uh, almost a year ago. We said that we were going to get staffing guarantees and class size guarantees in writing. We said that we were going to lift the wages of the lowest paid workers in CPS. We said that we were going to address many of the working and learning conditions in schools. Uh, we accomplished those things. Did we accomplish every single thing? No. But I can, I can say that we moved the just that we moved the needle on educational justice in the city. And we're proud of that. And we know that we accomplished it because people took a sacrifice. Uh, we lost more than a week's pay for this strike. Um, but we um but we can hold our heads high because we because we
2: something meaningful uh yes indeed by the way these press conferences Jesse Sharkey press conferences I held on the
1: sidewalks with the cars rolling yeah, no, it was but- like Dale Earnhardt jr in the background <laughs> <laughs> vroom, vroom, revving it up was he wearing his red sweatshirt yeah well know he had a uh, uh, like a red coat on uh, you know, he's looking good <laughs> Jesse Sharkey's looking good today uh, but
2: I, I don't, you know. Listen, he's he's right. We moved the needle on educational justice. That was a line he used, and it, it, like it's an inch forward. As I was said, it's a, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And let's uh, face it, folks, it's embarrassing uh, how little our city uh, cares about the poorest kids and the poorest schools. It's just uh, it's shameful and it took a teacher strike to get the city of Chicago to um, agree to up the amount of money it spends on nurses and librarians and l- lowering class size, etc. It's shameful. It took a teacher strike 10 days, whatever it was, to get the city to recognize this. The city should have done this on its own without a teacher strike. The teacher should have uh, been negotiating with the city strictly on salary alone. The city itself should be embarrassed that there's 42 kids in a classroom. Instead, we had this strike, and when it's all over, the editorial boards are blasting the teachers for having demanded things like lower class size, and they're blasting Lori Lightfoot for conceding. So it's I don't know D. It's like sometimes the city is just so determined not to learn uh, a lesson, and it is so cold-hearted. You know, uh, Ramona and I are going to be talking about some of the stories that went down uh, in the news this week, and one about the little girl killed uh, who was shot in a little village, and she was wearing the bumblebee costume. And that uh, I know that many Chicagoans, when you see that, they're so moved. So there are good people in the city of Chicago. We're not we're not all hard-hearted Scrooge-like banker potter types you know it just that just seems to be the voice of official chicago uh but man it took 10 days 10 days d to get the the leaders of our city to to concede that lower class size uh, it warrants a little extra money so i uh, you know it's it's very frustrating you can according. argue 10 and a half 10 and a half. Days? Days. What was the half day?
1: Well, it, was, it was 11 and then you know, as we were in day 11, okay. it kind of ended. 10, 10, so, you know, yeah. you can kind of say 10, 10 and a half. 10, 10. Alright. Right, I'm going to go 11. Alright. And uh, finally here uh, this weekend, France Spielman. The France Spielman podcast had some special guests. Jesse Sharkey and CTU Vice President the one, the only, SDG. <laughs> Stacey Davis Gates. We have uh, a little bit of uh, audio to play from that as well. You can hear this entire interview at Chicago.sun times.com. Look for the Fran Spielman show. She does her show in here now. That that is correct. We share this studio. And we clean up after ourselves before, you know, she comes in.
2: We clean up, Ramona. We should see Dana scrubbing tables, moving stuff around, (laughs) takes all the the garbage. The pizza cartons are thrown away, puts a bong away, all that good stuff. That buttermilk carton, I hide it so no
1: one goes, huh, what the hell? Buttermilk, what's this show up to? You
2: know what? But that's making Ramona feel bad because she comes here every Friday. We never clean up for her. We're going to start cleaning up for you, Ramona. Uh, not that's
1: just, okay. That's okay. <laughs> she, she's used <laughs> to by now. All right, so let's hear uh, Stacy Davis Gates uh, talking with Fran once again. You can check this out at chicagosuntimes.com. dot Well, there's also criticism, Stacy, about strength.
0: you that you guys did not emphasize special ed enough and quickly enough. That's a real big. Point. point of Absolutely, contention. it is. Look, Rom and Forest Claypool destroyed special education to the point of where there is uh, a state mandated monitor um, figuring out special education. Um, and what we were able to do with this contract is uh, rebuild infrastructure. To be perfectly honest with you,
2: <laughs> I love Stacy Davis. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, Fran, uh, and listen. The deal is this, this is the the point I've been hammering all day. Uh, this is like 30 years in the making of neglect in our public schools for our most vulnerable kids, especially kids at the top of the list. And uh, I don't blame the special ed parents, and special ed teachers who are upset. They don't feel they got enough, nearly enough attention and love from this contract and the strike as they deserve as their kids need. So absolutely. Uh, I know so many special ed parents who say, Ben, I just gotta move out of the city, go to a suburb, go to one of the suburban schools where they have greater care. There's more money for special ed kids. And I don't blame them for making that decision. The city of Chicago is very cold hearted and hard hearted when it comes to financing programs for our most vulnerable kids. And we're still that way. So, yeah, the teachers, uh, they went on strike for 10 days and they got a crumb back from the city, a little larger crumb. And they have to just continue the fight. You just can't quit. It's just it's just one step in the marathon, as I like to put it. But, uh, Fran, that was an excellent question because it gets at the heart of things. You know, uh, how much how much is this city willing to spend on its most vulnerable?
1: All right. And I can't think of a better time to talk about this. Hey, podcast fans. The Sun-Times political web series, The Fran Spielman Show, is now available as a podcast. That's right. That audio you just heard from Stacey Davis-Gates and Jesse Sharkey, that is this week's Fran Spielman Show. There's like 30 more minutes where that came from, guys. Fran Spielman Show features weekly interviews with lawmakers, journalists, and others who are shaping our city. Fran holds nothing back. She goes deep into City Hall to bring you the real scoop on Chicago politics. And now you can listen to her show on all of your favorite podcast apps. Head to City Hall with Fran and get even more great political coverage from the Chicago Sun-Times. Listen and subscribe now at SunTimes.com forward slash Fran show. That's SunTimes.com forward slash franshow Get down. Boogie, oogie, woogie. Boop, 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 boop. That's the bass.
3: Why? Why?
1: If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this.
3: Why?
1: A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?